Legend Ryan Humphrey walking by right now. Hopefully he's not in the room next to me. That was not. That is not someone I'd want to make mad. Teach. I'm just gonna offer a blank apology to the entire team when I get on the bus today. <laughs> um. Okay. If you're just joining us, uh, Baylor beat Kansas last night, 75-69. Jayhawks have lost three in a row. OU TCU tonight, seven o'clock tip. I think that's ESPN Plus. Is that right tonight, Teach? Yes. Are we ESPN Plus tonight? That is correct. Uh, okay, TJ, for these next two topics, I need your wisdom. Uh, what is the latest weather situation back in the state of Oklahoma? Uh, I think they're still on the timeline that we were talking about earlier. The rain has begun to move into the Metroplex. Um, no snow yet, at least here in this area. I know they've gotten it out west, but it looks like the timetable for that mix to start is around – uh, probably nine for some of those uh, to the east part of or the west part of the uh, Metroplex, 9 a.m. And then as you get into the early afternoon, 11 to noon, somewhere in there, it'll start being a mix here, I think, in the OKC Norman area and then get heavier as the afternoon goes along. So, If you're just joining us, we have uh, canceled school for the entire state of Oklahoma tomorrow. So uh, nobody has school on Wednesday. Uh, that authority given to us by the governor's office. That's None of that's true, kids, if you're listening. So don't let Toby get you excited. We don't have that now. power. You are out tomorrow. Toby loves I for you guys you to not be in school. He loves for you to remain uneducated. Me, I'm for education. I'm for you kids being in school. I think you forget that my daughter and the governor's daughter frequently play volleyball against each other, and at one of those matches, he has given me school-canceling authority. So uh, just trust me on this, kids. No school tomorrow for anybody, right? <laughs> um, TJ, do we have a Big 12 football schedule yet? Uh, no, and we got a text on that that I hadn't got to yet that said, what's up with the, big, uh, with the uh, football schedule? Um, here's what my sources are telling me. Go ahead. I'm guaranteeing everyone we will have the Big 12 football schedule by Labor Day. It's what I've been told. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's going to be the situation. Before the spring game? Um, Did we have it before the spring game? Yeah, I mean, word is, according to what's starting to leak out there, is end of January, somewhere in that timetable, the 30th, didn't, 31st, somewhere in there. Didn't uh, Neil Brown mm-hmm. tell someone he knows, he knows who they're his playing? opponents, but not where. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Okay. This has all been the weirdest rollout 
Like that. Like that. Like why why would he know his opponents? Why would they contact him or the school and say, here's who you'll be playing? Oh, okay, cool. What's our home schedule? <laughs> you can't know that yet. Right. Like, I don't understand the holdup. I don't understand. Wh- well, if they know that, put it out. If they know who Neil Brown's playing in West Virginia, put it out. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Are they trying to wait for that off week of the Super Bowl to think the Big 12 is going to make a big splash (laughs) and nationwide they're going to talk about nothing but our schedules? No. No. There's some some kink in the – Right. Something's going on. Something's going on. Um – did they follow up with uh, Neil and say, is Texas or Oklahoma on your schedule? That's what the follow-up needed to be. You know those West Virginia reporters are soft, TJ. <laughs> they didn't ask the hard questions. I don't know that that's a hard question. That's a question, though, that would maybe uh, lead you to believe that what the holdup could be. I got a, um, a declaration to make, and this is going to be controversial. I'm going to tell you right now, there will be some in our listening audience who will be angered by this, especially in the Italian community. Uh-oh. Okay? You don't want to anger the Italian community, especially in there, the hotel community. room uh, next to you. I don't want to anger any community. But I am prepared to make a declaration. I've thought about this, and I'm prepared to make it today. My wife... Jennifer Rowland makes the best spaghetti sauce on the planet. Whoa. No, sir. Don't put that on her. On the very the kind planets. of you to love it that much. There is not a single spaghetti sauce in Italy, America, or any country on this globe better than my wife's spaghetti sauce. Has TJ, I have eaten spaghetti for the last five consecutive days. Today, I woke up, and I the first thought I had is, crap, I can't have spaghetti today. <laughs> you can, just not her spaghetti. I'm in Fort Worth. Right. She made last weekend, I guess it was Friday, a giant batch of spaghetti sauce. Now, is this her own recipe? Is it a yes. family recipe? What's going on here? This is the first time you've really mentioned her having a... Unbelievable spaghetti sauce. She has always made, it's a family recipe that she has tweaked and added to through the years. And in the last couple of years has perfected it. Like it's always been good. But in the last couple of years, she has tweaked a couple of things. And I'm telling you, man, it is unbelievable. It's got some kick to it. That's what I really like about it. Kick to it, huh? Yeah, it's got a little little bit of just right right upside the head with a shoe, man. Bam! Right in your temple, it'll kick you. It's really good, though. Dad, I'm going to need to apologize to whoever stays on each side of me. Do you have the room list? Let me know who's on each side of me because somebody uh, complained about me being too loud this morning. So this is live on the air right now, by the way. TJ, we're about to figure out <laughs> the who I need to issue an apology to the this mystery. morning. Huh? Okay, thank you. He said he'll let me know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get out on that limb, and if somebody would like to maybe have a, a spaghetti sauce challenge, I'd be down for that. But 
I have never. You're claiming it as the best you've ever had. Like that's saying right now, pretty bold statement. It's not only the best I've ever had. There is none better on the planet. I don't even need to know what else is out there, TJ. Well, that sounds like there needs to be a role in a spaghetti food truck or something. Yes. She, if she could bottle this Sauce stuff, up some meatball subs, some spaghetti, you know. Millionaires. All kinds it, of it options. Is, I don't even, like, when she goes into spaghetti sauce mode, everybody just gets out of her way in the kitchen. She's chopping stuff. She's got seasonings flying around. It's unbelievable. I don't know. I have no idea what's in it. Well, I mean, I know some of the things that are in it. I don't even ask anymore. I'm just like, whatever you're doing, it's magic, babe. You just do it, okay? Maybe someday write it down and put it in a vault just for generations to come, but it's incredible. I keep eating it every day, TJ. Spaghetti, 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 spaghetti. (laughs) But I can't have it. I would like to admit something then right now on the air since you have admitted this and uh, proclaimed it the greatest. I have never in my life, outside of a restaurant, had a homemade spaghetti sauce. I've never Just ragu. I've never attempted it. I've always gone jar stuff, whatever brand it is, ragu or yeah. whatever. I my mom never made a homemade spaghetti sauce. I don't believe either of my grandmas ever did. Mm-hmm. I'm sure at a friend's house, maybe I have Hang that I'm not second. remembering. Yeah. Uh oh, he may be finding out who was. Who we upset? Let's hope it's Ryan Humphrey. Oh I'm no! I'm gonna have to apologize oh, to Coach no. Humphrey. Oh, oh no! Oh my gosh! A sooner legend, Toby. TJ. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, no. the T Row in the Morning Show has had a good run. We did not quite make it to 20 years. It's been nice knowing you. It's been nice oh, knowing no. you. Oh no! You know, it's not a player. That's good. It's not Grant Sherfield. It's not Tanner Groves. It's not Jalen Hill. That's good. But I will throw myself sincerely into an apology toward Coach Humphrey as soon as this next commercial break comes. I'm being told Nana makes an awesome spaghetti sauce. I don't think I've ever had it. And I've been told uh, Grammy uh, had made one in the past, but I don't remember that one either. So I don't know that I have. Surely I've had Grammys. Yeah, that's my wife texting me. So surely I've had Grammys at some point in my life. I mean, well. So I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, I apologize, honey, if I put you in the firing line of other people out man. there who want to challenge you. But it is jar that stuff up, start selling it, man. Tongue slap your brains out, good spaghetti sauce, man. It is unbelievable. You've got volleyball to pay for. This sounds like it's the perfect side hustle. That's uh, you are a hundred percent right. A hundred percent right. If somebody out there has had some experience like uh, canning and selling stuff, let us know because uh, we gotta we gotta get this stuff on the market. Paul uh, Newman, if you're listening right now, uh, please let us know how you have. Is he still with us? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He he could still be listening even if he's not with us. Send me some type of That's message. True. Did you see the Duke Virginia Tech game last night, TJ? I uh, did not. No. Did you see the highlights from that game? Mm, don't believe so. so um, something? No, no, I didn't. Something interesting that I've never seen before happened toward the end of that game. It's tied. Virginia Tech player hits a shot to put them in front. Oh, I want to say like seven or eight seconds left. Okay. Two-point Virginia Tech lead. 
He makes the shot. It's a little bank shot from the right wing, two-pointer. He makes the shot. When it goes in, he celebrates by a fist pump, okay? So he he gives it like the Tiger Woods fist pump as he's turning around, and his fist hits Duke player Kyleb Filipowski in the throat. Oh, completely accidental. He is celebrating the made shot, but it's a pretty good punch right to the throat of Kyle, Kyle Filipowski, who immediately goes down. Oh, yeah. Grabbing his throat, trying to breathe, and the trainers come out, and he's fine. He's helped. But they go to the monitor. You know, as with any kind of a situation where somebody gets hit in the head and neck area, uh, it, it is uh, a couple of referees we're very familiar with who are officiating uh, that game last night. Uh, Kip Kissinger was one of them. They go to the monitor. They look at it. And they decide nothing. It's nothing. No flagrant. It's accidental. Duke ball. No free throws here, anything. Which I think is the right thing to do. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, like how many of those are, they're all pretty much accidental. Right, like every foul, almost every foul is accidental. Uh, tell me that tomorrow morning after you play Eddie Lampkin Jr. Well, some of them aren't, <laughs> but I'm saying you don't not call a foul just because it was an accident. Right. No, I'm with you. Yes, absolutely. Even sometimes a flagrant one, you, like for example, uh. Tanner Groves accidentally took a knee to the head by Matt Meyer last year in that b- famous incident in the Baylor game, right? No foul was called on that. He got the T. We don't need to revisit that. My blood pressure will get all boiling. But the vast majority of fouls are accidents. But this was a celebration. It was, he was celebrating that he made it, but he still punched a guy in the throat. I don't know. What do you think should have happened there? Maybe you can find the highlight during a commercial break and let me know. Yeah, I'll have to see exactly I, I how like it played out. It was. I feel like obviously that was an accident. It shouldn't be a foul. But then I got to thinking, well, like almost all of them are accidents. He still punched a guy in the throat. It's got to be something. But then I don't want it to be because it's Duke and I wanted Virginia Tech to beat him. Oh, I no, that doesn't look like a celebration shot. Hold on. Let me see this again. That's intentional. It's not intentional. That's intentional. Watch, He's punching that dude play. in the face. <laughs> well, take this commercial break. I'm going to go apologize to Ryan Humphrey. Okay. <laughs> Watch the highlight in its entirety, and then we'll talk about it when we come back. We'll hit some of your text messages as well. 405-651-3439. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show live from Fort Worth. Everybody pray for me. I'm going to go apologize to Ryan Humphrey. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Reports of snow in Elk City. Elk City. Lots of snow. Big, big, fat flakes. 
Welcome back, everybody. RK oh Blatt brings you this hour. Oh, he played a sound bite. That means he's still alive. RK Black, I'm they've alive. been alive since 1952. Fax, printer, copier, scanner, document, network solutions. RKBlatt.com, 405-943-9800. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. Uh, my, uh, my apology to Coach Humphrey went well. He has shown compassion on me. I have promised to buy him his favorite beverage, and it appears I'm going to survive this. So was it him that called the front desk? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, mystery solved. Yes. He, <laughs> he, he, uh, I, I, I went well. He's laughing about it right now. I'm sure he wasn't at 6.15 this morning, but right now he's laughing about it. So I think I'm going to be okay. Did it even cross his mind that he was complaining on someone within his own travel party? He said he thought it was a television that was just very loud. <laughs> I mean, we're not all on that floor. Right, I mean, right, I right. Mean, That's true. There are other people on the same floor. I guess floor, so. I guess but, so. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm not oh, going to tell you my heart wasn't racing a little bit. Well, cause I'm glad you're okay. Because he could end me quickly if he wanted to. <laughs> That's right. But he showed compassion on me. All right, back to your foul. So yep. the, the right before break, the, play, the replay that I saw was from behind. Mm-hmm. You see, this is the Duke... What a Virginia Tech game last yes. night. Uh, after we uh, went to break, I found the one from the front side where it's completely different, looks completely different, and I would say you don't even call a foul on that. It's completely unintentional, and I know you say an accident's a foul, but for me, I don't call that. I just call that accidental contact and let the game go on. Because he even looks back like a, oh, my bad, dude, you okay? Uh-huh. Like, he, he pulls back on the fist. Like, it's like, oh, crud, you're right there. Yeah. No, he totally didn't mean to. Right. It, he could not have, like, if he had gone to a martial arts class, he couldn't have better executed a throat punch than that. <laughs> Probably not. But it is compact and right to the Adam's apple. Uh, No, it's totally accidental. I'm just, I don't know that I've seen anything like that before because there's going to be, I don't know, 25 to 40 fouls called tonight, hopefully closer to 25. And 24 of them are going to be accidental, right? So sometimes accidental doesn't matter. But it would have been a real shame. Like, can you imagine if they had called? Like, there was a real question as to whether they were going to call flagrant. Yeah, and that's that's what I was about to say. You know, I guess targeting on a good – Majority of those calls yeah. are accidental, you know. Sure. The quarterback goes down lower than you expect or whatever it may be. So, now I get what you're saying. It's a tough call. Like, my thing is when you look at it from the front side, if they watch the replay and go back and say, hey, what are we going to do about this, i probably let it slide as an official. But that the, dude's throat's going to hurt today when he wakes up. There were there was like seven seconds or nine seconds left, and that gave Vodtech a two-point lead, and they ended up winning the game. Or maybe a one-point lead. Anyway, it put them in front. And uh, so if you do call a flagrant, free throws for Duke and they get the ball, they probably win the game. Um, so it was a huge call. I think it was Seth Davis that I read this morning put out a tweet that he called. Oh, here it is. I've been texting. This is Seth Davis on Twitter. I've been texting with refs, including three who have worked the final four. 
and other officiating experts on the Filipowski punch. Answers range from incidental contact to flagrant two, which is ejection. I've never quite seen this play happen before. The rule book needs more clarity. So all the referees he's, he contacted had a wide range of answers. Anyway, mm-hmm. they ruled no foul, and Vatek won the game, which considering it was Duke was it was interesting because you would have thought Duke would have got the call there. So Anyway, go ahead. What do you got on the text line? Air Comfort Solutions text line. Austin from Savannah says, in reference to the Levy rumors, one could easily make a solid argument that there is more certainty in success next year returning to OU rather than Alabama. Returning QB, incoming talent, player familiarity with the system. Uh, no, I agree with all that. That's what I'm saying. It would just be simply the name Alabama and money is why you would make that jump. Like, you've got Dylan Gabriel. You've got your guy in Jackson Arnold coming in. You've got some uh, other guys that you've been working with now for a year. Um, it's your alma mater. It's your alma mater. Right, yeah. Money is the only reason. There really, would though. have to be, in my opinion, an some sort of underlying discontent that we're unaware of with Levy to leave. Correct, yes. Like, I don't think I, – I think Alabama might offer more money than Oklahoma can or is willing to pay. But it's not going to be, like, light years Life-changing, more. yeah. I don't think. I think it'll be – I think they'll be in the same ballpark, and, and maybe Levy gets a raise out of this from Oklahoma. So, in my mind, it's going to have to be some sort of discontent that we're unaware of that would make him want to leave. I guess you could be gambling on yourself in a massive way and saying, I go there, I'm highly successful, I work under Saban, Saban steps away in a couple of years, maybe I've got a shot at that job. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, I mean, you could be highly successful at the University of Oklahoma and still be attractive to them if they were wanting to look at you in that situation. Right. So, yeah. Uh, this person is uh, saying they need a Ginny's spaghetti sauce recipe, please. Are you no. willing to give that away? No, no, no. I'm telling you, we're sitting on a million-dollar sauce here. <laughs> Multi-million-dollar sauce. Uh, here comes the guy I need to talk to, Tino Malnati of uh, Malnati Pizza fame. Maybe I could link up with him. Uh, his family might have some connections that could get us into the Italian sauce bottling business. Uh, making homemade red sauce makes your house smell incredible, Sugar oh, Shane in Newcastle says. That's true. That's part of it, too. It's right up your nostrils in the morning. Rolling sauce, it ranks up there with salsa from New York City. New York City? Get a rope. <laughs> you probably can't have that commercial on anymore. Nah, probably. Uh, please keep Toby's spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti soundbite and somehow put it into Eminem's Lose Yourself drum beat. That would be awesome. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to have to cut you off because we got to take a break. All right. We got Brian Estridge when we come back live. Voice of the Horned Frogs going to educate us up on the Sooners' opponent tonight here in Cowtown. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Sooners and Frogs coming up tonight, 7 o'clock. 
Schollmeyer Arena, we welcome in now the best in the business, voice of the Frogs, Brian Estridge. Brian, good morning. Always a pleasure to talk to Toby Rowland. First thing in the morning when I'm in my wagon headed to work, baby. So many things I've got to ask you about today. Let's start here. Let's go. Let's go. What was Randy Galloway's 80th birthday party like? It's a ton of fun. Uh, a lot of Miller Lite uh, for folks. Uh, none for me. I'll be. I'm happy to say. But uh, uh-huh. no, it was. Uh, it was great. It was great. It was kind of a who's who. Who was among, there? Uh, uh, it, you know, it was. You know, Dale Hansen, Mike Ducey, all the all the local uh, uh, media celebs. Obviously, were there. Uh, that was that was huge. Um, and, and then there were some former athletes. Nate Newton stopped by. People like that. But it was a it was a chance for everybody to kind of get back and. And, and reminisce, and you know, and, and and Randy's in great shape, and still telling stories, and as off color as ever. And so um, they had it in the theater uh, in, on the north side of Fort Worth, and packed it out. And so it was good. Nolan Ryan was there, uh, Congressman Roger Williams. I mean, there there were a lot of notables there that, uh, as you might imagine, so it was a lot of fun. TJ, you okay? When okay? he said 80, my, my jaw hit the floor, and uh, then he mentioned Nolan being there, and now I, just, I, I can't handle this conversation. Please move on. Please move on. I love it. Oh, you better sit down for the rest of this. Uh, right, right. All right, here's my, here's my next uh, what was it like. Uh, what was it like to win in Fog Allen Fieldhouse? And please uh, talk slowly. I want to soak it all <laughs> I know, yeah. I mean, how, how, how odd is that? I mean, that's a – that's a small club, unfortunately, and uh, yeah, you know it was it was one of those nights, Toby, where TCU did everything right. Uh, you know they were they were terrific defensively and, and rebounding out rebounding Kansas, and, and people will lose sight of that because they'll see the twenty three point win and think, oh man, they got it done offensively, and, and they were good. They were really good in transition and, and efficient. You know, shot over fifty percent, but guarding the three, I think uh, Kansas was seven of twenty one. They forced about nineteen turnovers by the Jayhawks, and so it was just a perfect night for them. And and, and you know they were they were coming off maybe their mo- most disappointing performance of the year against West Virginia on the road on Wednesday, and, and they went straight to Lawrence. Uh, they didn't come back through Fort Worth. They, they went straight there and, and, and had to zone in and focus in on, on Kansas. And I, I think it might be the, uh, the, uh, the switch flipper, if you will, for this team, uh, that uh, now they know what they can be when they do play at 100% and at, at a high level. And so let's see if they can continue to do that uh, throughout the year. I mean, it, it, was a, it, was a, it was a neat deal. I think it was a uh, you, you may know, I think it was like the second worst defeat in Bill Self's history at home, 23 points. And, you know, it took the crowd out of it as, as much as you can there at Allen Fieldhouse. Withstood the, the runs that they always put up, you know. And, you know, we kind of broke it down to the second half in the uh, kind of the Mike Krzyzewski way, breaking it down to the media timeouts. Okay, where are you at the under-16? Where are you at the under uh, at the under 12 because you, you know they're going to – and every one of those you were still kind of lingering at 15 or 60. And so they weren't necessarily chopping into it yet a little bit more late uh, in that game. So that was uh, that was an impressive uh, performance by TC, to say the least. You had a fascinating last week, and you mentioned part of it there, blew, blew out K-State, who was previously yep. unbeaten in conference play, went to Morgantown and kind of got it handed to them pretty good. They hadn't yep. won a game before that, and then go to Fog Allen Fieldhouse and win by twenty-three. So, what has been the difference? Maybe this is a, a week where it shines the best light on the difference between great TCU and not as good TCU. Well, you, you know, I don't do games at Iowa State, so I'm not going to blame it on the officials. Uh, but the the uh, the West Virginia game 
was a little iffy. It felt like a five on eight at times um, because you know how West Virginia has sort of redefined what a foul is in this league. Right. Uh, and, and at one point in the first half, I looked up and the team fouls were like eight to one. TCU had eight and West Virginia had one. And you're like, wait a minute there. now. Yeah, yeah. What what is that? Uh, and so I, I think that played a role in that. The, the two guards, Damian Vaughn and Mike Miles, both got two fouls early in that game, had to sit. That really kind of got them out of sorts. They, they got down by 18, mounted a furious comeback, closed it to within two late in that game, but then uh, then it kicked in again. And so uh, they were they were unable to overcome all of that. But uh, didn't play great, didn't rebound well. I mean, Jamie was very disappointed in that. Uh, you know, West Virginia out-rebounded them by double digits, didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Frogs have never won in Morgantown, and, uh, you know, there, there's something to that. I, I don't know I don't know what it is. I don't know. If, I think it might be the smell of those roasted nuts, those sweet nuts that you walk in there. It might be that that just throws them off. But there's something about Morgantown yeah. they don't like. But, you know, I, I, I don't know that um, – I, I think what it has done, and, and, and I kind of touched on this after the Kansas game, uh, with you, Toby, is that I, I think what it has done is it's shown this team you got to play hard every night. You know, there, there are no gimmies in this league. Um, there, there's no there's no automatics in this league. And so no matter where you are or who you're playing, you've got to play at a high level because if not, you're going to get beat. I mean, we see it night in and night out in this conference. And so I, I think that's what that West Virginia game proved as much as anything. They played at a high level against Kansas State, played at a really high level against Kansas uh, and they know what the result is, and so let's see if they kind of put two and two together at this point. X's and O's wise, what does this team do best? Transition. There's no question, uh, and, uh, and and which is kind of you know some people would say that's kind of odd for a Jamie Dixon team. You know, generally he's a set guy, and but but he is he's really kind of taking the he, he he's let him spit the bit out here, let him run a little bit, man. They are. Uh, they're getting after it, and uh, so I think that's where they are at their best. This team is kind of like a thoroughbred that they're, you know, at times you feel like you're holding them back. They want to be in the open floor. You know, I, I was talking to uh, a former player here yesterday who played for Billy Tubbs, who obviously won the 330-plus a year place. Uh, you know, they obviously TCU ran back then, but it's a little different now. You know, Billy's teams ran to the three-point arc here at TCU, you know, five guys sprinting down the floor, but they all wanted to shoot the three. These guys sprint down the floor to get to the rim, uh, and and they're good finishers of the ball. Well, you know, Miles and Damian Ball and, and uh, Emmanuel Miller, they all can get to the rim. Chuck O'Bannon as well. And that's what this team wants to do. They, they, they're they not as good defensively yet as they were last year. They're not as good of a rebounding team yet as they were last year, but they spent so much time working on transition offense last year that's really overtaken it. I think that's what they're excelling at right now. So, yeah, I was going to ask you. Maybe you just answered it there. If they're vulnerable, where where is that? And I am recording this answer to uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Moser, you know, I, by the way, I, I think I think it seems like Oklahoma a little bit too. And I, I'll be honest with you, I think it seems like Oklahoma and West Virginia that are going to make them be patient. You know, uh, again, you, you you got this, you got kind of this uh, thoroughbred of the shoot ready to go. And, and how long can he stand? It, it, you know, it's like a big old offensive lineman, uh, you know, who's uh, who's in his stance. How, how, how long is this uh, cadence going to be? You know, I can only hold it so long. And I, I think that's what this group is like. They, You know, how, how, how long can they play in the half court, play in the slower pace, you know, with the reduced possessions that, that Oklahoma and West Virginia have become so good at? I mean, I think to me that's the weakness and that's where – the maturity of this team has to arise. I mean, you know, they return virtually everyone. 
uh, uh, from last year's team that made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament. And, they, and they've got to realize that they've got to learn to play any game you name in order to be successful postseason. TCU got absolutely robbed, by the way, in the NCAA tournament last year. Hey, last year, to... yeah, that Arizona game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but you know what? You, you kind of – I'm a believer in, in – uh, and you got to pay your dues, you know. And, and, and I, I think because TCU had not been there and not necessarily a basketball school known as that, you know, Arizona is – I mean – you, you got to sort of pay your dues because I think I think this year if they're in that same situation, <clears throat> they get that call. You know, uh, just just like what they went through in the uh, college football playoff. I mean, TCU will handle that a lot differently if they're able uh, and fortunate enough to get back there again. I mean, obviously they handled the Fiesta Bowl okay, but as you know, when you get to that next level game, I mean, it is it's more like an NFL playoff game uh, than it is a bowl game. There's so many demands on your time, and you know that uh, you, you, you got to make room for football somewhere. And I and I think that's the case, you know, with with most things in sports. You got to pay your dues. You got to learn what you're going through, and really hard to do it on that first run. How many of these did you do during the college football playoff run? Interviews many, like this? No, oh, yeah, yeah. That was that was that was interesting. That that was a, that was a lot of fun. Fortunately, as you know, I got a couple of guys that, that work with me that like to talk more than I do. That I can talk <laughs> on some of that stuff off on. Uh, but uh, I, I always answer when Toby calls. When Conway, Arkansas called, I think Landry or Denton got that. One, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. But uh, <laughs> but no, well, I appreciate it, that, that, man. That, yeah, yeah. But you know, that's fun, man. I, I mean, that's that's part of the deal. You know, you yeah. you, you uh, when you when you have success, it creates more work. And but the more work is fun. That's why we do this. I mean, you you and I aren't roofing houses, buddy. Uh, nope. And I love those guys that do, and I appreciate the hound out of them, man. We we have a uh, we have some of the best jobs in the world. Get to meet some of the greatest people, and uh, and are underpaid for it. I'm I'm thankful for that. What what was the whole experience like this year with that football team? You know, really good. I mean, obviously, you know, the success uh, uh, brings uh, brings a lot of fun. But you you know, you got a coach in Sonny Dykes who's who's extremely transparent and likable and flexible and easy to work with, and is just a guy. Uh, yet he, he put together a really good staff that uh, that was uh, very open to anything that we needed, but also open to what fans needed as well. And it was just a refreshing change for TCU, and one that was one that was really needed. And I think these players react to that. I mean, you see the success that they had on the on the field, and I think a lot of it was because they were you know they were playing loose and free and smiling and happy, and, and they knew that uh, this coaching staff had their back and had prioritized their health and safety as being number one. And so I think that, I think that really made a difference for this group. And I think you got, I think you got everything you could out of this team. I mean, uh, you know, you, you and I both know we were big 12 media days. We were pick seven uh, in the league to start the year and uh, you know, to maximize it the way that they did. I, you know, I think it was good for TCU. Obviously it was, I think it was good for the big 12. I think it was good for college football. I think that, I think the Max Duggan story is the kind of story we need more of instead of, you know, all we read about are NIL deals. I'm, I'm tired of those. Brian Estridge, he'll be on the call tonight for the TCU Radio Network. Sooners and Frogs coming up at 7 o'clock. You're the man, Brian. I'll see you here in a little bit. Got a peanut butter smoothie waiting on you, buddy. Thanks, buddy. There yep. you go. Best in the biz right there. Brian Estridge. We'll take a break and wrap it up here in Cowtown when we come back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. 
Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with The Crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. All right, welcome back. Crossover, final segment for us. We got Sooners and Frogs coming up tonight. Chris Plank joins us live now. Good morning, Planker. Toby, maybe the only the only complaint I've ever had since I've ever moved to this wonderful community, probably more 4x4 trucks per capita than any school, Washington, mm-hmm. probably more dudes, dudettes who could handle some wintry mixes if necessary. Mm-hmm. School is closed today mm-hmm. for the Washington Warriors. TJ, TJ, Norman? Norman schools? Norman uh, in school today. In school today. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Huh. So huh. you're at home with the kids today? Correct. Correct. Oh, boy. On my wife's birthday, too. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Listen, these kids, feel your responsibility during the day today. You don't get that <laughs> 2 p break. I got bad news for you, Plank. Uh, Uh-oh. TJ and I canceled school tomorrow as well for the entire state of Oklahoma. Well, we'll go. I, I didn't. You That'll did. I said I want my kid in school. I don't know. With the authority of the governor, with the authority of the governor, <laughs> we've canceled school tomorrow already. Yeah. Uh, how's the trip to Cowtown, man? Easy. Uh, that's why I came down yesterday. Yeah, there was uh, there was nothing. I got to Fort Worth and hit the normal uh, log jam, but we made it. We made it here fine. So As, uh, tonight's the question. Getting home tonight will be the interesting endeavor. Yeah, you might have another night in Cowtown. As uh, the great Teddy Lehman once said, "Leave it to Texas. They get this incredible expre- express lane built, and they go out and they tear it up again." So yeah, pretty much. Hey, exactly by the way, what happened? I don't know um, if you've heard any of the show today. I wouldn't blame you if you haven't. But I had a uh, situation happen to me first thing this morning that you're familiar with. Uh, Someone knock on the wall? Well, we had uh, hotel security come knock on the door. And uh, first segment of the show, I got a knock on the door that uh, I had received a noise complaint. And uh, so I had to relocate to another area in the hotel where I am right now, which is where I should have done the show the whole time anyway. But we have figured out who it was since then, by the way. Is it Kevin? No. That would have been much better. Oh, uh, no. Was it Porter? <laughs> no, that would have been worse. But we're close. <laughs> Sooner legend and uh, assistant coach Ryan Humphrey turned me into the authorities Fantastic. at uh, 6 o'clock this morning. <laughs> Did you think someone was having a party? He thought my TV was just up really loud. He, ca- <laughs> he called the front desk and said that, my t- that the TV was really loud in the room next to him. So they came and... Uh, <laughs> You, yeah. you have that great promo that was running on the station, and you and I, I'm very guilty of this, to where you walk into a hotel room and you do the, yeah. all right, nice. This is oh, good. I did that last I night, have, yeah. Yeah, I have a second little element to that is I'll kind of walk through and I'll do the radio yell. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Welcome to the show. And I see if anyone, like, knocks on the window or door or anything. <laughs> and I kinda, I'll, I'll listen up next to the wall to see if I can hear my neighbors. For instance, yeah. we went to – 
we went to Houston last, it was either last year or the year before with softball, and I kind of did that, and I literally heard the person in the room next to me go, what was that? And I'm like, well, we got to find yep. somewhere else to do the show tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you can you can kind of size it up normally and tell all right this room's gonna work, or no, yeah. I'm gonna have to find somewhere else. I really thought I had a good room that was fine here, but uh, apparently not. So uh, I have already gone and apologized to Coach Humphrey, and have offered to buy him the beverage of his choice, mm. and he said he'll let me know what that is when there aren't so many young ears around. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, Humphrey. That's awesome. I'll also yeah. here's another here's another little uh, life hack. I don't know if they give you like a rooming list, but I'll double check with with either Coach or or Jackie Livingston, Director of Ops to the Stars, and be like, Hey, I think I'm next to these people. Are they light sleepers? And if that's oh. the case, then I'm yeah. And because they somehow know all of this because Good it's idea. magic, but yeah. yeah. I think I'll be too scared for a while now (laughs) to do the show in my room. I think I'm. Oh, there's no doubt you will be uh, too too worried about it. Yes, I may never again do the show in my room. I may I may go sit in my car before I do it in my room again. Now that I've done that, I've done that. I've done that. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, Yeah, the Hawaii was still the greatest fear for me whenever that happened because. It wasn't just a, like a knock, like "Hey!" It was like a violent. This dude is coming through the wall. Yeah, we and he's can going hear it. Me. It was loud. Yeah. It was so loud that it came through your mic, your headset. Right. It's like, guys, it's like five in the morning, and I'm like, well, it's like eight in the morning where I'm on the phone to you right now, dude. So why don't you have a little bit of uh, sympathy for those of us trying to do live radio? So yeah, good time. <laughs> Enjoy the show you're getting for free, sir. Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah. listen. We're talking about sooner stuff here. You should feel blessed what we're doing right now, man. My kids right now are saying we have no sympathy for Ryan Humphrey. We've been listening to him for right, 19 years. Yeah. Chris, have the greatest show you've ever had today, my friend. Toby, have a great day and a great call tonight, man. Thank you. Thanks to Brian Estridge, Voice of the Frogs, for joining us today. Pre-game starts at 6.30 tonight. Here in Fort Worth, O-U-T-C-U. Let's see if the Sooners can pull off an upset tonight. Have a great Tuesday and be careful out there in the weather, everybody.